Hey, welcome to my basement, everybody. I've got a nice special one for you. There's a game out there called Go Mecha Ball, which immediately caught my attention, and you're going to find out why. But I reached out to the creator, one of the people that brought us Go Mecha Ball, and his name is Jacob Wahlberg, and he joins us right now. Uh, Jacob is based in, near Gothenburg, Sweden, so thank Correct. you for for joining us it's much later in the day for you out there than it is for me I, I i hope i'm not keeping you up but uh welcome to vic's basement thank you vic it's a pleasure to be here well yeah your game is super impressive and i thought about you know kind of explaining it for people and then i thought you know what i don't want to do that this time i want to hear <laughs> what you think this game is and what you were, uh, you know, reaching for with this game, because I see all kinds yeah. of influences in it and, and it taps into some primal things for me as a video game fan. But <laughs> what were you wanting to achieve with Go Mecha Ball and how would you describe it? Yeah, there's a period in games where you're approaching like the pitch phase where you yeah. make something called the vertical slice. Right. Which is kind of like the qualitative aspects of a game, but you don't have the content to kind of fill the horizontal axis, so to speak. And my uh, initial idea was, okay, how do we really polish up the vertical, like focus on the vertical aspect of the game, like the making sure that art, sound, and uh, uh, gameplay is like a co cohesive, uh, holistic thing that just feels great and uh, um, everything just uh, meshes together real nicely. Um, and I guess one of the things that prompted me to make like a top-down shooter is that I'm a I'm a big fan of the roguelike genre. It's kind yep. of like the only type of game I have time <laughs> to play these days, it feels like. But also like the aspect of mastery, which is often associated with like doing something, failing, adjusting your uh, approach to the current problem at hand and finding success. I'm also a yeah. really big fan of like Bennett Foddy's game. Like, uh, have you played the Getting Over It? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's a, one of those, maybe one of the most frustrating games out there, but it, it, it's <laughs> essentially only about mastering. And I really enjoy that. I think it's uh, like a personal trait or something, but yeah. And I wanted I think to that's create- maybe You're a programmer, right? I mean, you're, you're, your background no, is in uh, program? No, I actually started as a uh, technical illustrator. So I have a okay. 2D artist background. It's just when I turned 30, I think I started the program. Okay. So I've been through most disciplines in games, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I started as a artist and went over to animation and then 3D and uh, uh, technical art and then design and then when I started the program, I had a period where I was a gameplay engineer, and now I'm just a dude who makes games. <laughs> that's that's amazing, and that's why I wanted yeah. to talk with you. All right, we'll carry on to describe what this game is because it's the first game from your studio. Uh, it's I forgot the it's whale. I forgot tall yeah, whale. It's a like a a um, word play on my surname Wahlberg. Okay. okay. Uh, 
Whale Peak in Whale uh, Peak. Sweden. Got yeah. you. <laughs> the Whale Peak games, it's only me. The rest of them are like, I would describe us as a freelancers from all over the world kind of co-joining together. We've seen each other's work on uh, Twitter, etc. And we kind of reach out to each other and wanted to work to, together. Yeah, I really like that aspect. So, And we have had great fun. It's been quite challenging, of course, as well. But as you said, it's the first game from uh, my studio. Essentially, when uh, I was on parental leave, I started to prototyping because I got a bit of creative frustration <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, during late nights. And um, it must have been like 2 a.m. 2 or something. <laughs> and uh, I was kind of like, hey, wait a minute. What if we took the role from a uh, top-down shooter and made it into an actual role mm. and then i started like okay what's associated with rolling uh, ball and yeah that's kinetic energy and you can kind of collide okay so we can make the role into an offensive ability as well i've been kind of looking at the classical roll or dodge and it's just a, such a bespoke ability to just avoid danger in a sense that it can't really have more utility than to uh, avoid something and yep. it makes sense okay so what it essentially is is that you travel fast in one direction why hasn't anyone kind of asked themselves what would happen if there was an enemy that you collided with while uh, you dashed so that was kind of my approach and i started and i also am a big fan of procedural animation and Every time I think of games, I kind of visualize them on a timeline and I see very like visceral images in my head and I saw this little ball and actually kind of looks exactly how I envisioned it in the beginning. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, colliding, switching to mech form. Uh, yeah, it was very, when, when that clicked, it was like a clear as a day picture in my head and I just started to prototype it. Uh, so it was rad. supposed to have more like pinball elements in the beginning, but yeah, some things mesh with the game, some other stuff didn't really mesh with the game, but I really wanted to focus on the things that makes a game fun. Yeah, I think yeah. that is kind of... Yeah, we tend to... I mean, Nintendo obviously has it nailed, but we tend to forget about the most important aspect to me personally, is right. to sit and have a great time, no matter how long you sit there for. Yeah, um, yeah I don't did you, like it. Yep. Sorry. Did you look at, at at classic games? Did you look at Robotron? Did you look at uh, at Marble Madness? Because those were the first two arcade games that jumped out at me as I was playing the experience. No, uh, to be honest with you, the first time I heard about Marble Madness is when I started to post my videos on Twitter. That's amazing. And, and when I looked at Marble Madness, I I saw the resemblance quite uh, right away. Uh, yeah. So I can uh, I can understand why people go there when they see the game, but no, I haven't really played it, or it wasn't in my mind, or and the same for Robotron. I'm not sure what that game is even today <laughs> oh you're not okay I, no 
Okay. No, I, uh, well, yeah. I just got a text from the creator of Robotron, and uh, he said he can join us. Um, and I, okay, I okay, I, I didn't. I, I know exactly which game it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna just send him the uh, I'm gonna send him the link right now. If that's cool with you. Um, ho hold yeah, on. How do I get this? Ahead. How do I? Oh, I it's right here. Okay, I'm gonna copy the invite uh, link and let's see. Um, let's see if. He, he has it. Okay, cool. Um, I just sent him the link, so we'll see if Eugene Jarvis joins us. Um, and, and and I'll tell you, as somebody that that um, started to click with this right away, that's what I noticed. And I, you know, I've been playing games longer than than you've been making them for sure. And I think one of the things that I recognize about roguelikes, and I've been thinking about this quite a bit, is that they really are tapping into classic arcade experiences which were all about seeing how long you could last with a quarter and uh uh you'd pop a quarter in and you're just the game is to stay alive in in a classic arcade game i don't know if you have any experience with arcades they probably died oh, yeah, yeah. before oh yeah okay and so when i play roguelikes i certainly dip back into that experience and, and i you know what really happened with home console experiences that they were they were about just extending the thing and letting you experience and explore and that there's a beautiful uh you know line of amazing experiences that way but i think there is something so primal about just focusing on mechanics and and mastery just like you said yeah. you know is that the feedback that you're getting on go mecha ball i think it's divided into two parts i think um, we ended up in like a gray area between roguelike and arcade games yep. that uh, I think many people expected more roguelike uh, features from it. And the arcade people wanted more arcade features. And I, I understand both camps, definitely. And some of the people that are just in it for the fun, like they don't really judge a game experience by category. I feel like there is... There are many that lean on categories a bit too much when looking at the game. Right. I mean, I wouldn't say too much, but they do. And that might give a... I'm trying to avoid phrasing that would sound like me defending my game here. <laughs> because I, I really don't want to be uh, doing that. But well, it's, essentially... it's human nature to categorize yeah. everything. And I totally hear yeah, you. Yeah. It's like you want to put something out in the world that's fresh and different. And it is. It's like in 2024, it's 100% fresh and different. There's nothing like Go Mecha Ball out there right now. Yeah. But we're all we're such, you know, vessels of uniformity and, and categorization, you know, and especially as a, as someone that comments on the industry. Yeah. Uh, you're trying to make you're trying to explain things to people and the only thing yeah. that you can to explain is go back into your experience and try to tidy it all up and that doesn't always it never does justice to the creative yeah. inspiration and the and the art form that you're, you're that you're playing with there yeah i know as you said i think it's the in the human nature to desperately try to categorize new things Yep. And when we don't succeed with that, we kind of feel a bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, my hope is that people, and I would say the majority have just had a like a very pleasant experience with the game. Yeah. Uh, but we have these two camps where it's not enough roguelike and it's not enough arcade game. 
which I understand. <laughs> but um, yeah, you can't please everyone. But uh, at least it's very close to the initial vision that I had. And the team is very happy with the product. So uh, yeah, I can't be anything than uh, like happy with it. It's I'm really glad that it's you should be there. very, very happy with it. And I'll, and I'll tell you how I found out about it. And I think this will uh, you know, it's, this will make you very happy. I think, um, I have lots of friends in the game development community and I, I've mm. got a, a good friend named Matt Thomas, um, who I've worked with over the years on, on different projects. And he's, he's at EA and he was playing and he said, you got to play this. You're going to dig it. And he was absolutely right. So <laughs> shout out to Matt Thomas for getting me on this road. He knows the kinds of games that I am into. I love twitchy games. I, my roots are back in the arcade. And of course, I, yeah. I got into, uh, you know, the NES and the and the Super Nintendo and all of that stuff. And it was always a treat to be able to play arcade games at home that did justice to yeah. the experience that we had back in the day. And one thing that I think has been missing too is remember Xbox Live Arcade? They used to have the oh, yeah. they they used to have these little uh like Geometry Wars was an amazing experience that that Xbox propped up there and sent out into the world. Did, did you ever play Geometry Wars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good game. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I totally cool. understand your angle there. It's uh, similar. And as you said the like the arcade experience, one thing that comes to my mind when I think about uh, arcade games, even though it's a a skateboard game, is there he is, uh, Tony Hawk. Hello, Eugene. <laughs> Tony Hawk. Hey. How you guys doing, man? <laughs> oh, dude, this is doing so good. incredible. I, I, um, uh, Eugene Jarvis is here, everybody. Midway Games legend and the creator of Robotron and Smash TV and uh, all kinds of fantastic games over the years. He runs Raw Thrills right now, which is a big arcade company. And honestly, I had it in my mind, Eugene, that you yeah. two should meet because I don't I don't know if you've had time to play Go Mecha Ball yet, but Go Mecha Ball would make a perfect arcade game. And I, <laughs> this is the man that created it. And it you guys, yeah. this is... Yeah, you this mentioned Robotron, and I didn't know what that game was, but I, <laughs> but Smash TV has been a big inspiration, and uh, yeah, that's a, a that's definitely we're definitely inspired a bit by Smash. Yeah, I, I mean, but it's uh, I, I I and I looked at it on YouTube. I haven't had a chance to play it, but it, I mean, it's freaking amazing. You know, I, I just love <laughs> the the integration. You know. It's like, I think, you know, it's like crossbreeding species, you know? Yes. Say, yeah. you know, like you get a, an elephant and a, you know, <laughs> a polar bear or something, you know? And, and yeah. here, you, you know, you get the, the, the ball, ball game, um, like, you know, Crystal Castles type thing, and then um, go with the, uh, you know, Robotron uh, twin stick type shooting and uh but it's 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 unbelievable it's it's just the the action is incredible you know i mean it's it's, it's a whole new entity in its own right with uh, you've created a new class of game you know it's it's uh... thank you thank you i i, appreciate I, I knew it. you it would see it that way eugene i wanted to get you guys together man you know yeah. i'm sitting there playing i'm like jesus christ eugene needs to play this game this is so cool no. yeah we've definitely seen like a crowd of uh people that click incredible with the game. Like, I think it might tap into some kind of nostalgia or something kind of forgotten a little bit 
in some yeah. crowd that I feel like have been forgotten a little bit in games or not prioritized enough. We like we these days prioritize different things than we used to be. Uh, uh, I guess it was. Uh, I can imagine it was really hard to make fun games, and that was a challenge enough. Uh, <laughs> and uh, when you kind of succeeded in, in making something really fun, that was a big win and a good product. But now we have so much possibilities. We kind of, yeah, we we kind of forgotten the core of games a little bit, I feel like. And I, I feel like I want to bring... Or I enjoy making things that are focused on the core, on as I perceive games, which is having fun, great controls, good flow. Yeah, that's kind of like the essence of games for me. And uh, that's something I would like to continue to focus on on future products, for sure. Yeah, I think it... Uh, well, you know, in the early days, I mean, that's all we had. We didn't have graphics, you know. We didn't have uh, so many things. So you... All you all you had was your control and your action and your your play mechanic and yeah you know you you spent five minutes you know drawing a couple of pixels and <laughs> that was that was graphics you know so uh, you know it, it it is and I I love uh, it, it, the as we you know we we all are so excited by uh, realistic uh, graphics and uh, we you know we get kind of blinded by that and we forget. So often we spend ninety five percent of the project just getting everything looking good and and animating well and the backgrounds yeah. correct and 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 then then unfortunately the last five percent is uh, the play mechanic and, yeah. and and the interaction and the interface and the uh, the feel and uh, sometimes uh, I think um, a, the projects are so big that um, you can't pivot you know you, yeah. you have you have you have this it's it's, it's uh like you're 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 piloting the titanic you know you have yeah the iteration it. speed is non-existent yeah it's almost like yeah. you have to you you decide where you're going to go and then you go there and you hope that there's something interesting there maybe there's yeah. <laughs> <That's> what... <laughs> yeah. what do we do now it's not good. Well, what's what's interesting for both of you guys is you have that perspective of both sides of that. You've worked on larger teams. You've worked on bigger projects. Um, and, you know, I think you've also both taken the decision to kind of simplify your path and, and make your paths a little bit unique. And, and also yeah. looping back to in, in Eugene's case to the, you know, the tactile days of play, you know, where you actually physically walked up to an arcade machine and got into it. And uh, honestly, Roth Thrills is keeping arcades alive in 2024, which is amazing. And I think yeah. this idea of, because um, Jacob just told me that he's shepherding a team, but he's like the solo guy at his studio and he's using different people that he's met across the internet to put all the pieces together. And that seems you know, analogous to the way that you were crafting Robotron and Smash TV, you know, and it's funny, you guys yeah. are you're like you were there's a lot of authorship in <laughs> the types of work that you're putting out yeah. there. I think that's so bloody important. Yeah. 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 It was, in a smaller project, it is it's more of a, you know, a creation, an artistic creation by uh, an individual or a small group of individuals. And, and when you get 
you know, when it becomes like a Hollywood production, it's it's it becomes very hard to control it. You know, it's very hard to, um, you know, as you as you you know, you're controlling people, you know, through five other other people. You know, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it becomes very, uh, uh, you know, I need a lot of uh, administration and so forth. So. It is. It is neat to. I, mean, I think you find that in the in the most innovative games, there are a small team that um, is able to uh, just concentrate on the, you know, kind of deconstruct everything and go back to basics and and uh, and then you know really uh, emphasize the uh, play mechanic. And um, although I mean, I must say, your graphics are are pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, that's kind of what we. Um... What I like about small scale development is that uh, for me, like when you look at games and the making of games, it's easy to divide it into uh, plenty of disciplines. Like you have the design, you have the art, you have the animation. Uh, but for me personally, since I am a generalist, I see game development itself as a art form. It's not created in any given discipline. It's right. created on the bridges of disciplines. And that mm. is kind of sold by communication in the large-scale development. And depending on how well you communicate, you will get uh, different good results. But if you can either have a personal contact with the people you're working with, or you can internalize the bridge between disciplines. For example, one of the most important bridges as I see it is between programming and animation. Because if you can program and if you can animate, you can kind of visualize timelines and uh, go back and forth between events and actions and play them in your head before you start kind of prototyping them. So you often... Um, have something done made in your head before you even sit down by the computer and then just kind of i wouldn't say vomit but uh, it's <laughs> getting out there um uh, so yeah i feel like good games are not made in any given disciplines it's made on the bridges between disciplines and wow that's e easier to do in small scale or if you have really good communicators in your team that is also uh, one way to go about it. Um, and yeah, so what we also did is, as you mentioned, it's a team that is constructed by several different freelancers. And um, yeah, I approached them and I said to both Felipe, which is the concept artist, and Jonas Turner, which is a guy, if you haven't uh, interviewed him yet, you should. He's probably the guy that have worked on the most games ever. I think he has over a hundred titles under his belt and he probably... Eugene's uh, in there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a Tough competition, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that I know personally. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but either way, he he's uh, probably done half of Devolver's titles. He worked on Cult of the Lamb, oh, Nuclear wow. Throne. And I, I, I told him that 
this is not my project anymore. This is your project as well. And you get to do whatever you want inside your discipline. Mm. Like you have the final say on how it, I know it's my game, but now when you're on my team, I want you to feel uh, fully in charge of the discipline that you master. I might have inputs, but who's to say that my input from my perspective and is better than the person that is a acclaimed art director. And also just to say my own sanity, like I can't be everywhere. It's yeah. And you know, when people feel that you trust them, they often just make a better job essentially. So yeah. it's kind of that positive thing about it as well. Um, and yeah, you can often often get this feeling as well if you have someone that is too nitpicky, too on you, too many iterations, have a lot of feedback all the time on any it sounds like personal thing. experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you get worried, like you don't get flow in your work. You yeah. you can't go with your intuition. And I feel like intuition is so important to have access to. And if you feel like you have, you can utilize your intuition creating something, it will just become more powerful uh, and more personal. And yeah, I think that's those the key. Two, uh, yeah, those two ingredients are really important. And we feel it as consumers of that art form, by the way, you know, whether it's a movie or a video game or as anything, you know, when, when it really feels like it's been thought out by a human and then shared with a yeah. group, a collective all going in the same direction, you can really feel that. You feel that a lot yeah. in Nintendo games, you know, there's an appreciation for um, just tuning the play and tuning the fun and, and you can feel the years of, of research to like get that tactility of that experience yeah. yeah and then and then when you play it that's what comes out i just want to ask eugene what it's like for you as someone that was working in the days where there was no definition of what a video game was like you you guys were like paving the road as you were working in the road uh what it's like to hear a younger developer you know approach this from almost like a philosophical kind of concept you know like all of the 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 bricklaying that that you and colleagues of of your era were doing it's just the language that everybody speaks now you know as players and as as makers yeah i mean uh things uh you know history uh doesn't repeat but it rhymes you know <laughs> yeah. and uh it, it, it is i i think jacob is is so right on there where um you know, you uh, obviously you have to have great practitioners in in the disciplines. You know, yeah, and, uh, that's so important. But um, and you, and the communication has the other the one thing about communication has to be totally honest. You know, you right. can't like, uh, you know, uh, you know, just go. Oh, it's great when you know it's crap. You know, you you really have <laughs> to go. You know, this is crap. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> and then you you know you have you bring it out in the open, and maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. You know, you you bring it out, you talk it over. Um, it's almost after you have to put your ego aside and and really think about the game. Yeah. And uh, and and I totally agree with Jacobs. Like sometimes you may have a disagreement uh, with someone, and 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 you have to sometimes just set set people free a little bit, 
even though you you your your sense is like okay this is this is a bad idea you know but every now and then you just have to say well let's let them go with it, you know and 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 see what happens you know and uh you know and because no one no one has is 100% right all the time no and um and so you have to like have some freedom out there and then you you know often some every now and then you know maybe uh one out of a thousand they're right and you're wrong you know <laughs> probably much more than that but i think if and if you you, you got to let your ego go and and let someone else you know go with some something else uh to uh because otherwise you can kind of strangle the project uh, yeah. with your own ego and your own vision the limits of your own vision um you could be missing a really awesome you know, a whole nother dimension of gameplay by just trying to suppress something to what your original vision was. And and uh, so many things are in the realm of the subjective as well. So it's kind of hard to judge whether or not a, the idea A is better than idea B. It's just, yeah. So I definitely agree with you that you kind of, you shouldn't involve your ego at all, really. And uh, so hard hard to do. Yeah. Oh yeah, my God. I mean, just it, it's so because you're working so damn hard and then you just got to let it, you got to take your hand off the wheel a bit. Right. Yeah. When you collaborate. Yeah. yeah. But you know, one thing is like, I, 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 you also, it's like you're, you're disagreeing about a feature. You know, this feature might take 20 minutes to try out, you know, and you argue like two hours. <laughs> over the feature. The, the argument is longer than the, the the trial you know so, mm, and just yeah. like just try it you know and 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 uh you know see what happens yeah just try yeah. it I, I like that it's definitely how i approach things awesome. like highly iterative and uh, just let the game kind of um evolve into what it wants to become a little bit i feel like Jacob, you know how good Smash TV is. I, I I cannot believe that it's there is not a modern interpretation of it. You know, poking fun at the political sort of zeitgeist that is America right now. <laughs> it would be amazing. Like, we this, have cameras just... in Go Mechable. I always want to mention that. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's a nice homage to Smash TV. <laughs> yeah, we looked at Smash TV. We we sure did. Oh, it's a perfect game. But yeah. I don't I don't know, Jacob, if you know that Eugene is like the father of the creator of of twin stick shooters like Robotron was the first on the scene. He oh, created this whole. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's my and, favorite uh, genre. It, it is an amazing genre. And, and so that's my question to Eugene. Like, what's it like for you? Because there aren't many, you know, there's there's. There, there are a bunch, but it's not like the most proliferate j- genre in video games. There aren't many. And so I, yeah. what's it like to have come up with a concept to like a mechanical concept in video games that is tapped over and over again and new ones pop up yeah. like go Mecha ball. What's it like for you to see that and to play those? Yeah. Oh, it's, 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 it's heartwarming. I mean, uh, you know, when, when we started it, uh, you know, with Robotron, um, and people, you know, a lot of people can't do two things at once, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think game players have now, you know, after all these years, you know, with not only twin stick shooters, but, you know, similar controls for FPS games and, yeah. uh, um, 
And so, I, you know, people have kind of learned. But I, I, when I came out, I thought, oh, this is so fantastic. Every game will be like this, you know. <laughs> and, and then it it's was... actually still a huge hurdle. Like, if you can make your game one stick, it's <laughs> very much worth it, I would say. Yeah, exactly. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought every game was going to be like it. And then absolutely, actually nobody did a, a game until we actually did it ourselves again with Smash TV. You know, it's like... Yes. <laughs> and, and it wasn't yeah. really until the PlayStation came out with the uh, the DualShock controller that um, then it, it kind of reached a mainstream audience, yeah. you know, and uh, um, I think, it, you know, and then maybe it's more of a, uh, you know, some subset of people that, that really can, can, uh, you know, do, you know, do, th do two things at once. And uh, certainly like in the arcade, which is a more casual audience, um, the people it's only maybe 10 percent of the people can really play and do stick shoot right yeah and that's that's the one that you still play though isn't it eugene you still play robot like last time i, I talked with you yeah no, it's I an mean, amazing I, game i don't know i thought you know i got i have a lot of robotron injuries at my age now but <laughs> <laughs> but i no i love it it just uh it gets the blood flowing and uh um you know just uh you know trying to and the the I, I love the arcade cabinet because you can kind of throw it around and kick it and you know do something <laughs> and, uh, take and out your of, frustrations on it <laughs> and it kind of anchors the controls you know they're kind of anchored so you you don't have to like hold your own joystick or anything like that you know it's just, yeah that is definitely you need yeah, the you yeah. need a joystick yeah. to really play that yeah. game thumbsticks yeah. are okay but you really like yeah. to, to play with the joystick is incredible yeah. But, yeah, you, I've been actually on... thinking about why I like top-down games in general so much. Yeah, and it, one day it kind of dawned to me when I was playing with my daughter and sitting on the floor and seeing all these toys from top-down mm. that it kind of captures the essence of play in a sense. It's a perspective, the play perspective. You look at toys from above. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's amazing. Very, that's so true, and, and I, it also is from an information standpoint. Mm. You know, if you're playing an FPS, you see maybe sixty degrees of the environment. When you're um, in a you know a top-down uh, perspective, you know you have this much more complete information. And you can and you can you have the the uh, ability to see what's behind you and what's coming at you in you know, you can see all sides where, you know, FPS game, you're playing Fortnite or something and, you know, you don't see what's behind you and the guy just comes up behind you and kills you. You know, it's not that fun. Mm. And so, but if you're able to see all these threats from all angles or opportunities, I mean, it's just much more complex play, you yeah. know, much more, uh, you know, truly two-dimensional as opposed to really uh, more of a one-dimensional, narrow radius type uh uh, information of yeah. is that is that why they're you know with all of these modern 3d systems has that been one of the bigger challenges with like bringing a game like robotron or smash tv to audiences is is th this effort to kind of reposition the camera behind the character or you know from a first person perspective like is i would imagine you've been pitched on first person smash tv or first person robotron yeah. all the yeah, with that, and that's why uh, it's it's difficult to make these games work in 3D. You know, and even even uh, I remember uh, Mario 64, which 
I guess some people consider it a, a great game, but for me, um, I felt like I felt much more comfortable with classic uh, Mario games that were, you know, in a two-dimensional plane, you know, and mm. and I think those are still much more popular than three um, D. Again, the incomplete information uh, and maybe and also the sense of play that Jacob's talking about um, is is missing. Yeah, I yeah. I would agree with that. That we, yeah. It would be a whole other game making Smash TV in a third-person type of uh, perspective. It, it just changes everything. It wouldn't be the same. So, uh, yeah, I could see that being a tough challenge to pull off. Well, um, you 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 did the dual stick thing a few times with Smash TV and Total Carnage, and and I'm I'm sure there was a couple others maybe that you got into prototype stage or something, Eugene. But I'm I'm you know I'm curious if you have any observations or anything, any you know any things that you learned about dual stick shooters that you may want to pass on. I mean, maybe there's a Go Mecha Ball two or some some extended elements to the game that uh, that maybe be, may benefit. I don't know. I think Jacob is, uh, he's probably a better source of ideas than I am at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, currently I'm working on Go Mecha Rest. Go Mecha Rest. <laughs> You're in vacation so, mode. <laughs> it's an uh, important uh, part of game development as well. Yeah, I really but... I need to see uh, his game before I can tell anything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's really cool because I've got a Chicago-based developer and there's a there's an aesthetic and there's a quality and there's a style to making games out of Chicago. And I've got a, a Swedish-based developer uh, and definitely a different perspective. Also somebody that's been able to look at this the history of games and kind of learn from that as well. What do you, and I want to dig into that for a little bit. So Jacob, why don't you tell us a little bit about making games in Sweden and growing up in that community there and and like you're just outside of Gothenburg is there a big development scene for for games i know that uh, image and form is there are there other studios yeah. is it part I, of the culture yeah i started at image and form that was my first job in the industry uh, great the company behind uh, steamworld dig the steamworld yep. dig series etc um yeah i would say it's a fairly big uh, i have i honestly don't have much to compare to but weirdly enough there's a small town called Hevde that's just like an hour hour and a half away from Gothenburg much smaller town that is even bigger than Gothenburg for some reason yeah they had a uh, yeah for games they had a a, um, uh, school there and I guess all of the students kind of spread out in this small city and started big game companies. Uh, I, I believe um, this might be wrong. Coffee Stain Studios is in Quebec. No, there isn't really that much in Gothenburg relative to like it should have more. <laughs> Ghost Games used to be there too, right? Are they still there? Yeah. Or... yeah. I don't think so, but I might mm. be wrong. Uh, no, I'm not a good source for that. Uh, <laughs> You've been making a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been in my office for three years, so uh, I don't know much about the world. 
What was the decision to do that? Like, why why did you want to leave Image and Form and or maybe another studio that you're working at and and go off on your own like that? Yeah. So when I started at Image and Form, we were small. Uh, I it was like a nerd family. Mm. Uh, I liked that, and um, surely but surely the games started to sell and money was ticking in and. Uh, uh, we expanded quite a lot and the uh, image and form today is called Thunderfall, which is much, much bigger than it used right, to be. Right. And I kind of felt that things weren't as personal. You saw new faces every week or even every day. It felt like in the cafeteria. And I didn't like that colleagues that I used to talk with. I mean, joke around and have a good time with. We were far across the office and we didn't chat and uh, yeah it mm. just felt like the f fun was gone in making games it didn't feel i mean this is my of course my personal perspective on making games Thunderful yep. is a great company and there are great people still working there uh that are having fun. So this is just me and my like personal needs in creating a game. I kind of need it to be personal. I need to have someone to tease sitting next to me or in the discord or uh, having fun. Like it, it's all about having fun. I right. mean, we focus on minute to minute in games. We, we should do it in game development as well. Like, I, I uh, agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, and making like, TV about games too, by the way, you know, like our, our programs over the years have all been just out of love and joy and silliness and goofiness. It, it, I mean, we're talking about games, right? Yeah. I wanted to get that the small scale feeling again with even though in the Gomeka team live far away from each other, we're at the discord and uh, having fun talking every day. We haven't met yet, but I'm sure we would oh, have wow. great fun when <laughs> we finally do. Uh, yeah, we didn't seem to find any pockets for it. And I'm quite a bit of a hermit as well, so I'm not like the best yeah. force for that to happen, I guess. But yeah, let's not forget also that I started as a 2D artist, that, I'm, but I've always viewed game development as one discipline. I feel like I've done that at least. Mm. It's always been weird for me to kind of divide it up into many different disciplines. And right. I always had like, too much ideas, uh, constant explosion of ideas that I couldn't do anything about because I, I couldn't program. So yep. uh, I just got too frustrated one day and bought a course in C Sharp and started to learn. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Sitting yeah. behind the screen very late, trying to understand what a float was. Uh, it's a number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Eugene knows. <laughs> um, and it kind of clicked to me, but which surprised me because I always viewed programming as some kind of art, uh, like a wizardry. Like I saw it is wizard. Yes. yes. Yeah. Sit and write weird letters on a screen and stuff happened. And I, I just told them, I can't do that. That's impossible. How could yeah. I ever learn that? <laughs> uh, but it, it it 
yeah, it clicked more so than I thought. And now I probably, I haven't touched a pencil in, or a vacuum uh, pen in, uh, I don't know how many years. So that's that... been kind of weird going from being a 2D artist, going from mainly programming. But uh, yeah, I enjoy it very much. It's fun, great fun. Eugene, do you see parallels in, in, in your history and your story and, and Jacob's story there? Um, you know, I, I find Jacob, uh, now his story is really, 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 uh, fairly unique. Not, it's generally, you know, people get, I think it's like left brain, right brain. You know, I think yeah. our, our right brain, brain and, and programmers are left brain. And so it's very rare that, um, you get someone with a whole brain like Jacob, you know? Yeah. And I got a very big head. It might not go <laughs> through the webcam, but it's unusually big. <laughs> big head fam, unite. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think um, uh, I also, I have the, I love the small team thing. You know, I just, I love having, uh, you know, less than, you know, 10 people working on a game. And, um, you know, it, it just, I don't know. Every and everybody is crucial. You know, you don't have. Yeah. There's no backup players. You know, there's no, uh, um, you know, second string people. It's everyone is totally crucial to the team, and, and they know that they are as well. Exactly, and they feel like they are really making a difference on the project. And uh, I just love it. There's no, there's no net. There's no net. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, <laughs> And so and when you feel that way, you also feel responsible. And when you feel yeah, responsible, yeah. they're like a, a loyalty. I would yeah, kind of yeah, want to say yeah. like a genuine, I, I, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I definitely felt like when things started to scale up that even though I, of course, wanted the games that were made to succeed and become as good as uh, human possible. I didn't feel that connection with the game I was doing. It was more detached in a way. Mm. Uh, I was yeah. a working. I was working on the game. I wasn't making the game. Um, so yeah, yeah, I definitely agree that you want to be as close as possible to the game. That's at least how I feel like. Yeah. Uh, and I think you have you have a very unique gift in that you can, uh, you're very intimately uh, related to art and programming, and and so that's because it, it's a synthesis of the two. It's you know as you say, it's the the interface between the two um, disciplines, and that's yeah. you're kind of like, you're right in the middle there. So that's you're you're very fortunate. Um, Eugene, I would say the same thing about you. I mean, you 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 were realizing your vision and your dream and, and you were using the tools that were available to you when you were building your first games and stuff. And there's I mean, you, you look at the artistry in Defender and Robotron and Smash TV and all, you know, there's there's I, I know Smash has started to get a little bit larger team and stuff, but there is this beautiful symmetry and simplicity that this stands across time. So. Do, do you consider yourself more of a programmer, Eugene, or more of a, you know, an artist? Or what do you think of yourself? And when These you try to days, analog I'm, I'm, a, I'm like a spiritual guide. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, you, you, after, you know, I think at certain, you read a certain age and uh, 
your brain is just pretty much shut as far as like, <laughs> and uh, so you have to you know you kind of give that up you're, you're more of like the conductor of the orchestra or something you know and and uh you're you know um you you feel you know you know you know you, you're 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 trying to uh direct things um right and uh so that's that's kind of where I am now, and and, and and it's and it's it's sometimes frustrating because you just want to like, like give me the keyboard, man. I'll do this. You know, like, <laughs> like I can I can fix this. You know, this problem with the sound or the, you know, this this uh, you know animation. You know, just give me the keyboards. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, of course, uh, it would be a, <laughs> a disaster. <laughs> but i also guess like with age uh I, i'm not that old yet i'm 36 but i definitely feel that like when i was younger i, I would feel that m completing the game was crucial like a a goal that is very important to achieve but now i don't feel like I wouldn't break myself to complete a game. Essentially, I, I wouldn't. Mm. Uh, I would. I would make sure that the toll of making a game wouldn't persist uh, after we've completed it. It needs to be balanced. I guess understanding that if we're, you're supposed to do this long term, you kind of need to focus on. Okay, how are you feeling while you're sitting and making the game? Right. Are you stressed? Are you balanced? Are you taking your walks? Are you training? Yeah. Uh, making sure that the mental energy that you deplete during the day is recovered during a good night's sleep, essentially. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, but, so true. So true. Yeah, and I, I feel like that without, but on the downside, without the sense of this is really important, you might not give that full throttle and that last bit of energy to kind of make sure that, yeah, I, I guess there's a downside to feeling that this is not the most important thing in the world for the product's sake, but not for your personal uh, perspective that it's probably healthy, but for if you want to make sure that you, you're the one game that you're doing right now is the best game that you possible could deliver. You kind of need to sacrifice a little bit. Uh, and I'm not sure I, I am willing to do that. And I, I don't think I will be more willing to do it in 20 <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, Yeah, back in the days uh, of like Defender and Robotron and Smash TV. I mean, we would work, uh, you know, seven days a week and um, I, I remember programmers in those days would be all excited, like I, I'm going to I'm going to do an all nighter. You know that was like yeah. the big thing, man. I'm going to do it all night. I'm going to do you know like, and the problem is you're just stealing you know time from the next day. You yeah. Know? yeah. And uh, because the next day you're not going to do anything, and and really programming after like two or three a.m. Whatever code you're writing is garbage. <laughs> you know, it's it's, yeah. it's worthless. You know, and so. Uh, it's kind of a false, uh, a false dream that somehow you can work past past your limits, yeah. you know, and uh, and so it's really it really doesn't work, you know, and and you're, it actually makes you less productive, you know.
I remember visiting studios in the, uh, in the early days of EP and, and, uh, developers would show me the sleeping bags underneath their desks, you know, and then beam with pride, basically (laughs) talking about, you know, when it comes to crunch, we, we all live here basically. And now if you watch grounded, the new, uh, documentary on the making of the last of us part two which is arguably one of the most photo real it's an amazing game but they really learned the hard way that crunch is not good you know and now they're like a non-crunch studio but they're trying to build at that fidelity which is going to be very very difficult you know and these games are so big they take forever to make yeah you know and i think both of you i came to your realizations individually that that's not the game that you want to make you want to be you you i feel like you guys want to put your thumbprints on them and get them out there yeah and i I, to some degree i don't want to be in that kind of environment as well it's kind of like making sure like i feel like i'm in a a very nice period in my life now where i can kind of just um direct myself towards the place where I work and have the most fun and the most feeling the most balanced I'm not quite sure I achieved the balanced part with go mecha ball but I will kind it's your of, first one uh, yeah 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 <laughs> and uh, I would lie if I said there was no any crunch on go mecha ball I really didn't want it to happen but having publishers having deadlines etc it's almost impossible not to have a few days of it but my ambition was to not work uh, so much. I failed yeah. a little bit, but uh, yeah. I... <laughs> well, I you know I think the uh, you know obviously the game has to be a priority, and uh, you know it helps to live in a in a in a, a area where it's, it has a very long winter, and uh, <laughs> yep. there's nothing else to do but to that to make your game, you know, because you're freezing, and so. <laughs> So I think uh, it's interesting how a lot of you know in the the uh, the Baltic area, you know, Finland and Sweden and uh, other places, and uh, um, you know, Chicago certainly uh, is is a, is a cold place also, and uh, and all of Canada pretty much, which Canada, which is right. where I am. Yeah, exactly. Canada loves games, guys, <laughs> and yeah. we have a lot Great of good developers and hockey. <laughs> so. You know, I, there is no game development studio that has survived that was in Hawaii. That's and, true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you, good you, point. If you have a, a super balanced, happy life, uh, you'll never do anything. You know, so, so yeah, to, that's my that's, worry. <laughs> yeah, there has to be something wrong with you to you know sit in yeah. a in front of a, a screen for you know a good amount of your time and 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 create art. You know, there's there's something. Something unbalanced, you know that well, yeah. you, have, you have to maintain. Yeah, well, I know. I definitely feel that. Like a, a, I am not a balanced person. <laughs> like <laughs> I burn in both ends. I just, I know that I need to kind of discipline myself to not work too much. I have the like the opposite problem. I need to uh, apply discipline to not work (laughs) (laughs) which i do like i i probably work maybe six seven hours per day generally after eight i'm kind of okay now i'm making crime on myself (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I can't I can't let Eugene go without finding a little bit out about what's happening with raw thrills. Have you guys got some new machines that are coming out right now or about to announce or anything like that? Do you want to tell um, yeah, us about yeah. actually? Um, yeah, we just uh, we're just going to get in production. Actually, I have the T-shirt right here. So <laughs> let's see it. What is it? So anyway, we've been, we've been getting into some VR stuff recently. Right. And uh, with uh, we came out with this uh, uh, King Kong of Skull Island game and. And so we just uh, released a uh, a Godzilla game. Oh, fantastic! So, you can see that. Uh, That's dope. Oh, cool. You know, I don't know. There you go. Whatever. That's Very awesome. Nice. Um, Menacing. And you know, and uh, but you know, the 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 VR thing. Obviously, it's 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 a world away from uh, you know the two D uh, uh, you know top down games, but. Um, you know, it, it certainly is a very, it's very emotional. It's very, uh, um, you know, uh, immersing. And um, so it's it's kind of a different world there. But it, it seems to be really works well in like an arcade experience of a few minutes. I and, agree. Uh, um, so uh, uh, we're, we're going to be releasing uh, the uh, Godzilla Kaiju Wars uh, VR, uh, uh, making it in uh, uh, next month. So um are Hopefully. you Godzilla or what what are you in that game? Are you kind of destroying uh, no, you're, the you're, city? No, you're the uh you're someone trying to uh you know defeat Godzilla, which you know doesn't doesn't impossible. Turn out very, <laughs> it doesn't turn out very well. But... It's hard. <laughs> it sounds like a game from the guy that made Robotron. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see save... Godzilla minus one, you guys? Oh yeah, that was it's, what it's a, a movie! It's a terrific movie. Uh, I haven't seen it, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh yeah, my I god, the, it's so good. Yeah, I, I was. I recently. Uh, I I'd, I'd been slow to see it, so I went down last week, and it's. Uh, it's in, that, I saw the black and white version, which was uh, oh, amazing. And, and it's it's strange. My kids, I, I took my uh, you know teenagers there, and they. Uh, I I thought, oh my god, it's like subtitles and it's black and white. They're going to be on their phones in like 10 minutes, you know, <laughs> they, and they watched the whole movie. They thought it was the best movie ever. So, I mean, it's an like, amazing movie. Like yeah, it's literally, yeah. it was like literally like in the top yeah. three of 2023. It is an incredible oh. film. Yeah. So congratulations yeah. on, on, uh, on working on that property. Did you actually yeah. go to Japan for any of the negotiation or anything like that? Or, um, you know, it was kind of like Jacob I and mean, we were all kind of remote and, uh, um and it was it was really a pleasure to work with the tohu people um yeah it's it's amazing i think it's the i think it's like the 50th anniversary or i don't know maybe more than that i don't know yeah but it's like 70th or something um, of godzilla and uh, 75th maybe i don't know it's 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 a lot it's yeah. getting think, old but it's still kicking ass <laughs> more <yeah>. than ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> But it is it is a great story, and, I, and it's more it's really a human drama. And that, I think that's the the beauty of the Godzilla minus one is uh, they really like instead of really, they don't really, I mean Godzilla is often you know he's awesome and everything, but the story is really more about the humans than than the monster. Yep. You know? yep. and, mm. uh, um, and I think that's where um, you know it's 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 really beautiful and it, it uh, um, really hits your heart. Mm. Yeah, big time. Well, oh, this hits movie? my heart. 
that we made this happen today. This is really freaking <laughs> cool. Super cool. Yeah, yeah I uh, <laughs> I love playing Go Mecha Ball and and uh, Jacob. Really big congrats on getting your first game out there. It's Thank a you. wonderful game. If you haven't checked it out, you definitely need to do that. And and the minute I was playing, I'm like, God, I really would love to connect Jacob and Eugene. This would be such a cool <laughs> thing. So you yeah, made a you, uh, uh, you made a dream come true for me. And um, uh, Jacob, if you haven't played Cruisin' Blast, if you've got a Nintendo Switch, it is an amazing Blast. game. And it came out a couple of years ago, and Eugene brought a, a cruising, you know, the cruising USA racing games. But he brought out a super crazy fun racing experience to the Nintendo mm. Switch, and everybody that I know in the, in the game reviewing field was freaking out over it. I mean, it's so over the top and crazy. Full on, Eugene. It's like insane how arcadey and fun it is. But you should yeah, definitely I'll download definitely that. that and yeah, I love I'll send the you guys games. Yeah, and I'll send you guys uh, both of your emails because I feel like you guys should have at least a cursory conversation about maybe the arcade (laughs) opportunities around Go Mecha Ball. I think that would attract people. Yeah, no, you you know, Jacob, uh, you know, has created a new genre, you know, and uh, um, we'd love to uh, see if we can bring it to the arcade. And uh, um, I mean, uh, amazing. uh, Amazing game and uh, congratulations uh, to Greg. This, this, uh, this is uh, uh, a, a great, uh, a very a great game that people will play for many years. I hope awesome. so. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene, Thank I can't you. wait to come back out to uh, Chicago. And and uh, the minute I I know that that's happening, I'm going to reach out. I'd love to sit down with you in person. It's been way too long. Uh, you know, you're a hero of mine, my friend. So, I, I, and and especially for things like this. Thank you so much for being here. And Jacob, congratulations. Wonderful to meet you. Thank you all for watching and for listening. If you like this episode, don't forget to give us a thumbs up and review the episode. If you're listening to this on a podcast platform, it really helps. Thanks, everybody. We will see you soon. And until then, play forever.